the Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC 252 After Party Edition. Recapping results on a live chat format on my YouTube channel. Thanks for joining. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night It's a dark night Dark night It's a dark night Alright, I guess I'm live. What's up everybody? See people already piling in. Thank you very much. Leaving comments. I will get to all of those questions as well. Cheers. Uh, First drink of the night here. A little bit of a nightcap. Um, It's been a bit crazy. Sorry for the late start. The dog that you might have seen uh, pop up on Aaron Bronstetter's preview show earlier was raging havoc here. Uh, So as as I wait for people to pile in, just to share this quick little story, I actually woke up with my dogs, both my dogs, locked in the studio room here. Um, My dog, it's almost like reaching 100 pounds now at like seven or eight months, has figured out how to open doors which is problematic in its own right. But now she's figured out how to, how to lock herself into doors too. So that was fun. After that went right to getting my um, ass kicked in my closed quarantine group, jujitsu group. <laughs> Got my ass kicked tonight for picks. Of course, we're here talking UFC 252 folks. Thank you for joining me. This is Dan Tom analyst is work. You'd find over at line movement and MMA junkie.com. And as well as a host on the protecting act podcast hosted by, MixedMarshallAnalyst.com. We'll have an audio version up there, uh, probably up tomorrow, Sunday. We're just going to go through recap results uh, from top to bottom, kind of like how I break down the shows on the breakdown editions. Not going to try to take your time. I'm actually really good on these, uh, keeping it like a half hour or under. If you guys want to take it more, it'll be up to you. Depends on how many people pile in. I usually don't get too high of traffic, as you can see by my wicked High subscriber count, but thank those of you that are here and have hit the subscribe button. E. Alvarez says, sad to see DC not take the W and strap tonight. Thoughts on him ever coming back? Also, do you see Connor coming back and fighting one more time in 2020? I think you actually asked this on Twitter as well, sir. And I was going to tie the answer for the Connor McGregor question in with, um, <clears throat> I mean, I had any of my nightcap. I just, I need water right now, to be honest. Um, with John Jones thoughts, as far as the, you know, uh, Johnny Bonnie Jones, as, as he, you know, pops in the chat there, but, uh, yeah, uh, I was going to tie it in with John Jones thoughts. Cause it's kind of the same answer for Jones and Connor McGregor. They're in that list where maybe it's cause you know, well, contrarian, which bites me in the butt more often than not. We'll talk about that tonight. Maybe it's, I'm a, uh, it's because I'm a contrarian though. Like, but I don't, I just don't get excited for these fights until, they're signed because a for Connor's part of it, hashtag MMA retirements. And in the same spirit of hashtag MMA retirements, hashtag heavyweight for John Jones, which I'm still not a believer in. I've been calling for it, wanting it forever. I don't think he wants it. I think at this point it's a negotiating tool and a business, uh, you know, a, you know, a, a back pocket surprise, so to speak, something you keep in your back pocket. Well worth it. He deserves it. Good on him. It's his decision to make. I'm not hating. It's just what it is. I don't. I don't think he's interested really in a heavyweight fight. We would have, we would have seen him gone up. You know, lesser skilled, lesser athletic men, 
and women for that matter, have ventured up and out of their weight classes against daunting threats. So why bother speculating any harder than you need to? Again, he's still one of the pound for pound, you know, best or light heavyweight best, whatever you want to say. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on Jones, but um, I'll believe it when I see it. And same with Connor coming out of uh, retirement to fight in 2020. And it, it's all the more trickier with the whole pandemic era and yada, yada. So um, sorry, that's not much of an answer. Yalvarez, but like, Maybe it's because, like, you know, especially my colleagues feel this way. There's so many Conor McGregor assignments, or you got to write about the hot names, right? SEO and traffic, and, like, it's like we see enough of these. You know, you hardcores are sick of seeing, you know, us media or just seeing it in your timelines. Like, hey, doesn't mean we're not sick of it either, for what that's worth. So, Bonuses. Um, I was trying to look at that, Johnny Bones. I, I saw that fight of the night actually went to the first fight, which we'll probably get to last, but I, I might as well touch on it now because I don't really have much to say. I was kind of eating it in transition, so you guys saw me not really tweeting or scoring for most of the night, but like for those early fights, um, I was watching that, though. It was a really fun technical fight. I'm really glad when the prelims get bonuses in general uh, for whatever that's worth. Uh, Johnny Boney Jones, they're asking. Um Johnny Bonnie Jones, because it's life changing money. It really is. These guys should be getting paid more. Obviously, I hate the win the win win structure. It, it's dumb. It hinders perhaps more ten ten scorecards, and maybe that's why we're seeing judges overcorrect with ten eights. You know, I was seeing. Um, I don't want to miss misquote someone, and I can't even quote them because it's a kind of a confidential conversation, but was speaking with an MMA judge was it earlier today, maybe last night about, you know, discussions on 10 eights and, 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 and 10 10s. And essentially, I mean, obviously we see and, and we'll see more 10 eights given trends and how things are scored, but I'm of the opinion. And I know, um, Brad Taschuk, who commented in here, I'll get to what he said. He's a he's a ten ten guy as well. Like I like to see him more. Um, you know, there 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 could have been some rounds as we get to breaking down from top to bottom. UFC two fifty two between Steve Miocic and DC that could have maybe been a ten ten rounds four or rounds five depending on how you're looking at it. Um, so, but you know, with with the pay structure, it's like ugh. So, anyways, I, I like seeing the bonuses go to prelim fighters. I've always been really strong on that i i hate when they go to the main event fighters <clears throat> even though it's kind of different these days main event fighters aren't exactly main event fighters getting the main event treatment if you know what i'm saying uh these days uh but you know what i'm you know what I'm saying just lower the lower pay guys man they really and gals they really need the money uh so if somebody wants to save me looking and making it a disjointed podcast you could tell me who got the performance bonuses I'll touch on those as we get to it. Uh, Brad Tastrick says, big fights don't feel like big fights in the apex. Yeah, kind of touching on that fight before, even like main events and headlines, right? Like, I forget, someone said it before where like there were certain fights where it, it, it really was missing that feel. And yeah, uh, I want to say tonight was a good example of that, Brad. But then again, there was also like a lot of slow and weird results, which we'll get to as well. So did that contribute to it? I mean, it certainly did, but I guess what I'm asking is how much did, did that really contribute to it? So, uh, all right. 
Let me see. Oh, let me uh, share this. I don't even know if I shared this yet. I am such. I am so bad at this. Yeah, no, no, I didn't. So I tweet that out now. I had it really queued up, but I forget things as I take my first drink. Believe it or not, what the fuck's wrong with me? How hard did I get beat up tonight? Not as hard as a lot of the fighters. Boy, you really get rewarded for sticking around, don't you? Like, I love Dominic Cruz, but he was like, "Boy, this was inspiring." Look at DC; he's forty. And then, like, Rogan was just like, you know, and like, what do you want next for DC? He was like, I just don't want DC, you know, to take uh, to take any more. Uh, he, he wants to say to take damage, but then he kind of realized DC like was super fucked up and had an ID formed, and hopefully, who knows what's going on with his vision right now. And he's like, I hope he doesn't take any more damage. Like, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is bad, man. Like, you, you stick around and, you know, again, even if you're a, a good athlete and a company man and you get your way or the fights you want, you know, for those hating on DC, it doesn't matter, man. For for what it's worth, you know, DC is going to get his too. It's a game where it's life, man. It's, it's not fair in there. And, uh, uh it's tough, doesn't it? Just watching the kind of the same thing happen over and over again. So that's that was just a really tough way to see DC go out. That being said, I picked Miocic to win, not by decision. Although I did say in the Protecting Neck podcast, I just sprinkled a couple bucks and some draws tonight. Uh, three fights, and, and and the main event was one of them. And I don't think Phil McKenzie, shout out to the Heavy Hands podcast, predicted a draw. But I remember seeing him tweet something like. Uh, this is the stupidest outcome. The stupidest outcome is the most likely outcome for Miochik and Cormier three. And for me, right off the bat, I was like, draw. <laughs> and I kind of explained that on the podcast. And for a second there, could have looked like it until, of course, we saw heard the 49 46s, which I, I didn't agree with, but like I'm not hating that fight. Really could have gone either way. Maybe it'll be more clear once I watch it again. So don't don't go at me too hard, folks. If you're like hardcore DC one or hardcore Stepe one. Not hardcore either way, folks. Um, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that next one. Co-main event, O'Malley uh, got defeated by Avera. You know, man, playing against the public and being contrarian again—it's been, it's been kicking me in the butt lately. It's not not been good. Be better off just going like with the going with the flow, playing some chalk. Um, although it wasn't chalk that came through, it was actually uh, the popular dog pick that came through. So, congrats to you. Uh, if you cash that, no, no, uh, no ill will there. Much love. Uh, was hoping for Vera to do well. I just felt like, uh, you know, um, O'Malley was going to have his range and be able to do his thing. And, and let's be honest, it looked like it. Granted, Vera, to his own admission, was actually going to sit back for the first round and kind of read, which I'm sure we all would have interpreted as, oh, another slow start by Vera. And who knows? He may have still won, right? Even without the injury. So um, let's be careful to not take away from Vera as we talk about O'Malley's injury. And it's unfortunate, especially if it's the same one, because that means, you know, perhaps a premature career. Uh, although for me, it's more just, you know, me guys, I'm a big person, like whether it's your body getting broken down by body shots or natural order of things, weight cuts kind of exacerbate those conditions. So kind of like I've been saying with guys like Montel, Jordan and Andre Uhl, who, in my opinion, should have been fighting up at featherweight a few fights ago. Perhaps we can add O'Malley to that list once he does get healthy. Maybe we would rather just see him come back at 45, see him go through a camp there, how he feels. Um, but I don't want to talk too much about O'Malley. 
because one, we don't know what's going on with them. And two, um, I feel like just the way things naturally go, and I'm already seeing it, my colleagues are already going to be speaking a lot about O'Malley. And it's going to, even if it's not anyone's intention, it's going to look like it's taking away from Vera, which is going to piss off the MMA fans and da 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 and that whole, that whole deal, right? So I'm just going to try my best to give credit to Vera, um, who uh, uh, my co-host Dan on the Line Moving MMA Betting Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for checking that out. I think it's coming to Apple Podcasts, so it won't be just on YouTube. Um, but go ahead and subscribe to their channel as well, Line Movement. Um, but, you know, like he was saying, uh, he always credits Cheeto Vera as, like, the most improved fighter. And really, you know, you know, say what you will about the injury again, you know, but you look at, you know, you st- take a step back and look at Marlon Vera's record, kind of where he came from. It's a strong and correct statement. Um, so, you know, props to Vera, man. Uh, no... No problem being wrong on that pick. Although, oh my gosh, I, what was my what was my total on picks? I got washed, five and six in picks overall, and then um, I went two in plays because really, um, what was on the Protecting Night podcast wasn't really too different than what I touched on and officially played in my line movement MMA betting article. So, yeah, I got washed. Or uh, shout outs to uh, speaking of Brad in the chat there. Shout outs to Wesley Colvin. I got washed. Uh, two weeks in a row now, man. Woo. To health. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, both guys bounce back and stoked to see where Vera goes. All right. Um, next fight was Rosenstrach. Ah, Rosenstrach. Shouldn't have gone against my, my brother from the tribe. Uh, against JDS, who was actually fighting – Smart for JDS. Um, you know, he was changing things up with somewhat variety. He looked a little more cleaner and, and less uh, disjointed. Tried, albeit was still throwing things blatantly, one shot nakedly, which is kind of, I guess, in JDS's nature. But for JDS standards and heavyweight standards, I would say he was looking, you know, uh, pretty, pretty decent um, in the first round, at least enough to win it. And all of a sudden, Rosenstrike remembered to pressure. And as soon as he turned it up, what came out? You know, your your uh, your built-in habits always kind of come out, right? That's why they say it, it's important, you know, if you're doing like shadow boxing drills at the end of sparring or uh, bag work at the end of uh, classes and or sparring or classes that involve sparring. You'll often hear coaches say, make sure your technique's up. You know, even if it's just a class and, you know, you're in with like, people who have like day jobs and nine to fives, you know what I'm saying? You're still going to hear that because it's really important because God forbid you are in a fight or in a competition and it's going late, how you naturally work the bag or shadow box. You might think it's just, you know, BS and, you know, you're, you're having fun playing music, but like all that stuff's going to come out. And as much as Junior DeSantos tried to build, build on in this most recent iteration of American top team, as soon as he got pressured, the old habits came right back out, and he's backing up to the cage, which is what got DC and, and uh, you know uh, initially hurt. Real classic, you know. Granted, he was facing a fellow JDS opponent in Miocic, but real classic JDS there, just backing up along the cage, and uh, got smashed for it. Um, you know, uh, so uh, good on Rosenstruck, man. Um, JDS landed some decent shots. 
I know his power doesn't seem as emphatic as it is lately, but he landed enough to where even when JDS won the first round, I was in no way feeling good about my pick still because I'm like, well, if his chin was kind of touched, he would have at least maybe been wobbled by the shots or not touched, but not recovered from the three month, you know, span of an Nganu KO, but it, it did not. E. Alvarez, does Sean losing tonight impact his hype train? Does Cheeto get the same momentum Sean was getting? Unf Dude, those are both unfair and unfortunate. You know, like like I said, no matter how it was going to go, if Sean loses, no matter how, how it's going to lose, oh, the hype train, oh, and he's going to get memed out. And he's got it coming, man. He talked a lot of crap, and, you know, I'm not, I don't feel bad for him. I'm not saying you should. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying that's just how it is, you know. You, you got to do these things. Um to get noticed. And when you fall, you fall hard. And on the flip side, what really the thing that sucks most about it is no to your question. I do not believe Cheeto is going to get the same momentum. Sean was getting, um, he will have it personally. I hope, I hope he channels that in the wins, but as far as promotion goes, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're backlogged and log jammed, you know, um, or they're going to throw him a very difficult match to maybe keep him busy and keep, for example, Marab busy, because Aljo keeps getting, you know, jerk, jerked over, delayed, or it feels like at least, right, for his title shot. And Marab and Aljo can't meet. So right now, that was another thing about we'll get to that. But now we're going to probably see Marab kill off uh, contenders um, in the meantime until Aljo gets his his title shot sorted. Um, A-bomb. Does Stipe have a bigger <laughs> – you know, he survived DC's power. Um, I really got to, I can't, you know, I really got to revert all, all hog analysis to, again, the previously mentioned Wesley Colvin and the MMA analysis. I got, I got to give credit where credit's due folks. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I am not an expert on that, but yeah, man, I think he, I got to imagine here in some points, you know, I don't, I don't have a power rankings per se, but yeah, yeah. Stipe's up there. Um, Steve, Steve, Steve Gregory. What's up, Steve? Steve turned DC into Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Speaking of hogs, and maybe because I'm, I'm I am having a drink, and I, I, this is the after party edition. <laughs> I had a friend Eric who uh, I will save his last name. <laughs> oh Jesus! I don't even know if I want to share this. What was that film where it was like uh, Forrest Whitaker, like he witnesses the murder on the camcorder and it just it had that, it was really awkward, like look to Forrest Whitaker and he was like, and it, it was just a really funny preview because it always go to Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, DC got Forrest Whitaker. God damn, I love Forrest Whitaker too, man. Platoon, Fast Times. Oh, geez. Oh my God, you guys are killing me. I love it. I, Brad Tastic, I hear you, brother. Hit some big dogs and still wasn't a good night tonight. Hey, yeah, congrats, you know, on those of you that were able to hit and, and, and make it out. I, I honestly got, like, washed on every level. I'm not sure there was – no, I, I, I cashed a couple, like, bets earlier, like some D-Gen last-minute stuff, nothing I can I can bump my chest on. But, um, yeah, man, it was a rough one. But bets aside, like, speaking fairly and critically and from an entertainment level, back to the previous point um, you made, Brad – yeah, the big fights and a lot of these fights don't don't uh, don't feel the same. And again, credit to these fighters, man. Let's remember that. Let's remember that, folks. Let's remember to not put the criticism toward the fighters. They're having to show up on a really short notice, make weight. Like the guys got fight of the night. Like a, a lot of these fights were booked within two weeks. 
like the, the bookings may have came out like a week or a week and a half. And sure, a lot of these fighters may have had a week or so or two weeks at least to prepare, maybe not for the specific opponent, but the asks that they're being asked to do on top of the big asks that are already slanted, not in their favor is just, is, is crazy. So uh, good bets, bad bets, good nights, bad nights, good beats, bad beats, um, judges or promotional things. They're all fine. Point to them, criticize them. Uh, fair is fair, but uh, you know, I, I'm trying to do my best, you know, I freaking call them grading the winners. I'm trying to grade with the, with the curve. Let's all grade with the curve when it comes to the fighters, at least. Uh, A-bomb, LOL, just playing. Well, you got an answer anyways, A-bomb, all right? You got me on video here talking about DC and Stipe's hog. So, MMA true fan, <laughs> what's up, guys? It's cleaning up in here, folks. MMA true fan, they do some great work. Make sure you're, you're following them and, uh, and their documentaries that they release. Great point about the late notice for a lot of these fighters. Yeah, it's it's really it's not it's not fun, man. And then they're only getting half their checks, um, you know. When you know, and then these judges are the ones deciding it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's vatitis. So not to get too real, folks. I know I can I can do that sometimes. Try to keep it fun, which is why I appreciate the uh, the hog analysis questions. Although this isn't that show, but you know, I'm not hating. All right. Uh, Wow, yeah, let's go. Um, Daniel Pineda defeated Herbert Burns. I think that was a big dog that Brad was talking about. And I saw uh, some other people that were, were really sharp on that as well. I want to say maybe Gabe or um, – I, I, I saw a couple people in my timeline, though, and feel free to hit it up in the chat. I will I will give you your proper due daps. But, yeah, I, I thought Herbert Burns was more of a – you know, more of a possible, you know, parlay piece looking at things over, over the top. And, and, and I've seen Pineda and I went back to watch Pineda, but, you know, he's, he, it just, um, and maybe it would, you know, I don't want to say it was um, underestimating, you know. I mean, let's be honest, Pineda came in, you know, from a no contest. I don't want to under, underestimate his health status because, uh, you know, the guy's really skillful, but, you know, I mean, obviously I knew he was more skillful than Derek Minner, but Derek Minner also specializes in guillotines scrambles and back takes and i was like oh we saw herbert pass this tattoo he'll pass it again with a guy on short notice this is a quick turnaround for herbert he's fine he didn't take any damage in the dunham fight and like the commentary was pointing out after you know and then he comes in and misses weight um he you know he, he looks like definitely like off from the body you know who knows what was going on taking nothing away from pineda's win by the way just just saying you know at that point you already knew like Ugh. You know, so hopefully if you didn't already put some gas on that chalk, you took the gas off because uh, I know that kind of scared me. Um, I believe Je Jedi Goodman tweeted it was like 7-12 and 12 overall, I want to say, uh, for fighters that miss weight this year. I know last year they were winning really well, but the fighters this year, 7-12, and 12, they're losing. Favorites, I believe, are like 5-6 and six or 5-5, five and five, so they're only winning half the time. And the underdogs are at like some type of like, I don't know, even worse kind of a uh, worse slant as far as that goes. So not good if you're missing weight, but take nothing away from Pineda. Pineda, he was a dog. He knew when to relax, keep his cool and when to work, when to hustle. And Herbert got to some good control positions, but he just didn't have it in him for the second and third dog fight in each round. And it caught up to him by the second and he just got mad. He's BJ Penn too, right? 
it was a good stoppage. I mean, the ref gave him every chance. So no issues there. Grass to Pineda and everybody who cashed that one. Uh, what's next for Herbert Burns? Um, I, every time I see Herbert, I think of the guy from Family Guy. I can't do my highs because my voice is toast, as you guys can tell. So I have another drink and do another show because that's smart, Dan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hopefully he's not harassing newspaper boys and he's taking a break. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where's that going? Um, yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got time. Herbert's young. He's around a good camp. So more time hanging out around the gym is, is just going to do him well. A-bomb. How do you see Steep 8 and Ngannou 2 going? Wow. So I picked Ngannou the first time. And then, you, of course, you know, you get that wrong and you have to hear about Ah, wrestling and Stipe, how could you? So part of that's going to be in the back of my head, and I'm like going to pick maybe may I just roll Stipe again because I rarely pick Stipe, and I thought that because I was picking him this time, I meant that he was probably going to lose. That that wasn't my intention, by the way. I I picked him honestly because I just thought he was going to win, but just in the back of my head. Um, so without already spinning myself in a circle pointlessly, like I just did, it really is going to depend on his wrestling, you know. Um. I'm probably going to maybe uh, – I don't do it as often as I probably should, to be honest. But for a better answer on that or, you know, you, you'll probably have to see my, my you know, my analysis come closer to fight time because – and I'm not doing that as a cheap plug. It's because I actually would – what I just preluded to actually probably would um, ask some people uh, close to the Ninganu situation what's really going down with the wrestling because that's really what it comes down to, right? You know, Stipe's head movement looked even – even better tonight or showed that it was, it's like, it's there sometimes and sometimes it's not with Stipe. It feels like, and the dude's got a big head to move. I've got a giant head. I ain't hating. Believe me. I'm just saying sometimes he moves his head and sometimes he doesn't. And tonight was probably one of steep for Stipe and for heavyweight again, folks temperate, but yeah, I think it was one of his better head movement performances for sure. So that kind of makes me, makes me lean towards Stipe off initial lean. Interested to see the line though. That's what interests me. MMA true fan, uh, Hughes Pen too, love it. Yeah, you you love the old school references. You know what's up, Marcus Scott. What's next for O'Malley? Yeah, rest, man, rest. Um, rest and hopefully one forty five is what uh what my answer was. Why didn't DC wrestle more? You know, with his eye, you think he would have went into that gear more, right? Um, but. I think, uh, you know, and it's weird, too, because Stipe went for a guillotine, which was really weird. Like, to me, it was almost like a panic. Like, I, I don't want to get lifted up, so I, I got to drop my base down. And he almost dropped his base two down. He's like, well, I got a neck. Let's just hang on to a neck and scramble and see what happens. And it felt real panicky. So to me, that, in my mind, obviously, I'm not a fighter. I wasn't in there. But in my mind, you think that would have, gotten dc's confidence to wrestle more like oh i can i could take it to him and uh but in dc's defense he was countered a lot by the adjustments from stipe that uh, stipe made uh that i tweeted about which was you know really nice you know he uh, was pushing in and re-wrestling instead of you know falling out and hit, getting hit from the right hand out of the clench or he was keeping the frame on the far power side of cormier and exiting to the weak side and making sure the exit to the weak side. You heard Stipe's corner. Which side are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? They were going weak side or they are driving in, which was really smart. Um, and 
And, uh, but you know, it, it, even that adjustment like took a couple rounds to come, you know, Connor Rebush was saying, you know, Stipe went to the body early, but forgot late as opposite the last heavyweight fight, man. I mean, it just goes to show everything was backwards, you know, as far as sample size goes. Uh, Brad Daschuk, what organizations are Dodson and <laughs> the Georgian snooze machine going to fight in next since the UFC cut them both after that dreadful fight? <laughs> yeah, uh, first of all, I got to take my licks on that Dodson fight. That's that's. I think that's the next fight anyways as we jump down, right? Yeah. So Rob uh, DeVillishvili defeats John Dotson by unanimous decision. So I was wrong in props to Marab, man. And uh, I love his team. And I do like Marab, actually, believe it or not. I love his character as well. He's totally that hyperactive kid that, like, you know, it's a reason why, you know, you like uh, Marab is, even though he looks like he's older than me, much less my age, he's actually younger. But Marab is like the reason why kids in the 90s were like 90% of them were misdiagnosed with Ritalin. It's because there were kids like Marab who actually needed it. And <laughs> um, but so I, I, I like Marab. Uh, but that Dodson fight, man. Oh, my God. Why did I pick Dodson? Like, I'm not going to be pretend to be upset even about his low pace because – if you listen to my breakdowns, it's something I've been complaining about for John Dotson and picking against them for that reason for years. So that's also why I thought maybe that this pick was good because I'm like, I never like or pick or much less play John Dotson. But this just kind of – it made sense. You could really make the argument, you know. Uh, you know, eventually no style is impervious. Uh, you know, the control, the lack of control and the lack of discipline, you know, it was going to – it's going it, to – it is still going to burn Marab. Um, but to Marab's credit, he actually fought more discipline. Now it made for more of a less appealing fight, but there is a counter argument to, I think it might've been Connor Rebush again, if I'm citing the tweet correctly. Again, I just want to give credit where credit's due. So forgive me if it wasn't, but I, I believe it was him that compared it to Volkanovsky where, you know, even though he wasn't doing as high quality fainting as Volkanovsky, just the spirit of what he was doing and kind of building late, um, you know, using those the, those early clench uh, clench ups and scoring, and he almost was point fighting at a certain point. It's not something you would suspect Marab to do. So from that point, you know, from that point, like, grats to you. But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, Brad. And I saw a lot of it on my timeline. You weren't alone. You're not crazy. It was not a uh, th enthralling fight. I don't think anybody could say that. Um, we had to see some good counter wrestling, so hopefully at least Ed Gallo is happy. Shout out to Ed and the fight site over there. That article actually came out on Bloody Elbow, but regardless, shout out to all them anyways. Um, so we had to see some of that, but yeah, man, it was just, you know, it was did Dotson take a low blow? I think he escaped that fate, but he got the classic frustrating decision, although it was a clear decision. Dotson was acting like he was surprised by it, like, uh, you know. So yeah, that was that was really rough. Billy twenty four seven just stopping in to say what's up, brother. Headed to bed and we'll watch this one in the morning. Good night, Billy. And appreciate the rest of you guys stopping in as well as we push through the rest of these results. <clears throat> Some water here. But yeah, I think um, kind of like what I touched on earlier. I don't know or really care what's next for Donaldson. No offense. And for Marab. 
Um, I think he's just going to be like, he's just going to be that attraction for them. And with Aljo, especially with Aljo, <clears throat> in my opinion, being the worst matchup for a lot of guys, perhaps like a Peter Jan, um, it could, he could end up just, you know, killing off contenders, which sucks. So like, that's kind of the least, that's kind of the more bum out for me, but Hey, Marab needs some time to develop still, um, despite the excitement for him. Oh man, this one really bummed me out. I think, I think this one would have yeah, just tainted my mood no matter how the plays went. Even if I would have hit the rest of my picks and plays, Jim Miller losing always bums me out. Even when I pick a pick him to lose, and he still loses, and it bums me out, man. But uh, Vince Michelle uh, dogs out a decision. Um, yeah, man, just kind of uh, got back to his grinding roots, and he kind of needed to. If, you know, it was just the classic where Jim Miller gets beat. <clears throat> um, commentary was surprised that he went to grapple, but it, it was actually the smart move because at least grappling in the, the second round when Jim was more tired, that is um, because the first round, you know, Jim could strike and win that kind of a fight. Like I was saying on the podcast and on the breakdown, like uh, and either make Vince shoot or maybe even cruise himself to a decision, but he lost some key moments in the second round, obviously the third and, uh, and yeah, man, that was rough. Uh, but uh, good on uh, Vince Michelle. Especially after a hip surgery, man. Another reason, uh, you know, uh, that I couldn't help but fade once I saw Jim go from minus 180 all the way to plus 115. But good on Vince, man. And uh, hopefully they give Jim, um, you know, some nice matches from here on out. Let's just say that he's earned them. He's earned them. <clears throat> uh, what's the next fight? Brenna Jenny Droba. Wow, she cut through Felice Herrick fast. Um, that parlay piece came through. I'm glad I didn't play the over because Verna was kind of one of the only parlay pieces, in my opinion, worth considering. So, grats on you that he hit that. I I ain't hitting on on you chalk. I ain't hating on you chalk players. I, I should say. So, grats on anybody who is cashing that chalk. I I should have been playing chalk the last uh, last two cards with you. So, who am I to hate? Who am I? But uh, you know. MMA true fan is Vera a legit contender or should he cash in and go to Beltor while his stock is up? You know, I was just thinking about like Curtis Blades. I could see him going to Bellator at the way certain things are playing out. Like you, you kind of, I was seeing what you know the Corey Anderson move, um, but I don't think Vera fits that. Vera still has like I think he does like commentary stuff with them for like the South American broadcasts. Um, he's got a lot of, I don't know if he still has the Pepsi sponsorship and Ecuador or whatnot, but, <clears throat> uh, he's got ties to a lot of sponsorships through the UFC. I don't know how much through it's through the UFC, but you know what I'm saying? Like he's got a good relationship with them that seems to be paying off. Uh, they did give him the O'Malley fight, right? And look at him. He shines through and hopefully this COVID stuff doesn't last forever. And when UFC gets back to their global expansion, um, I would say content filling ways. They're still filling content. Um, <laughs> wow. But, uh, but you know, I, I think, uh, I think he's a really, you know, important piece for that market. So I don't think he goes to Bellator. Stevie Gregory. I, I know a website that'll pay hair. <laughs> oh my God. I know this is going I, a lot more than the UFC to film her tapping out. Hook me up with her manager again. <laughs> I actually know her manager, Steve, but 
I know, I know where you're going there. Well, I think she, I'm sure they all are aware of that. Uh, Stipe is drunk. Yeah. Mansellet, you know, I'll, I'll be joining him soon. Maybe. Uh. All right. Uh, next fight. Not much to say about that. Yeah. Felice. Yeah. I mean, hopefully she doesn't have to go that way. I'm a fan of Felice, by the way. Um, Cammy from Street Fighter, right? Who doesn't like her? Jesus, Dan, you're living in the past. Uh, but good on Verna and her Peter Pan Robin Hood. I she looks like Robin Hood. I don't, I don't know what that is. Someone can explain that to me. Is that like a South American thing? Is that? I don't know. I just feel like she should come out with the whole getup. You know, like just like a Robin Hood men in tights. We are men. Sorry, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be appropriate. I know. Sorry. Dan, stop living in the 90s. All right. Uh, Danny Chavez jumped off the Rainbow Six counterterrorism team and uh, took out TJ Downtown Brown, who I think there was a beer called Downtown Brown. I wonder if he got his name off of that by unanimous decision. Um, this was on my avoid list. I, uh, I'm glad I didn't have more time to study this because I was actually favoring a play on TJ Brown. Um, but I think the line actually only went up i want to say so congrats on people who hit that dog play on denny chavez um i gotta tell you i don't know who it was someone's like what's the worst way to lose a bet like knockout or having them stopped like really fast having them wrestled which i used to think was the worst when you're just watching someone get wrestled and i'm like why didn't i see this coming and it's slow and painful you know like worst ways to lose a bet i think we have a new worst way i think the worst way to lose a bet for me would be watching calf kicks. Sorry, dogs are barking. Is uh, calf kicks because it's like you don't even get time to. It's not even like a quick knockout where it's like, oh, you didn't have time to get going, or a slow decision where they get grinded out, and it's just like, oh, how did I not read this? Like when your fighter gets low calf kick is a special kind of hell and it, it hurts them early in the fight. It's a special kind of hell where you're like, oh, great. Oh, great. Now, uh, you're, cause your read could have been a hundred percent on and credit to the calf kick. I'm not, I'm not hating. Um, just like the oblique kick, even though I hate on the oblique kick, I'm not trying to say it's, it should be illegal. I'm just saying it's a, it's a crappy move. Um, but that's just a crappy way to lose a, lose a bet. Uh, you know, or if I fight, I imagine too, right. Being in there and just, having your calf just debilitated and uh, credit to TJ Brown though. Cause he went and tried to fight every adjustment from every stance. He went for it. He was shifting. He was wrestling the best he could. I know uh, I saw people that probably did bet him where it's like, why didn't he wrestle more? And he did try to wrestle. It's just Chavez had good takedown defense. Um, so that was kind of, you know, that was kind of that. And, you know, uh, the counters and, you know, who knows, uh, you know, he, but you got to give Chavez credit, you know, his camp, I was going to see comes from MMA masters. And usually I kind of give them a knock because, you know, they got the good cop way to coach. They've got the good jujitsu coach, but like their overall process from that camp seems kind of shoddy to me at times, but Hey man, cash is a dog tonight. So good on you, Chavez. Next results push through here. Uh, Lavina Souza defeats Ashley Oder by unanimous decision. Probably closer than it needed to be or closer than I, I thought, but congrats to Ashley Oder. Her striking looked way better, like, since that Amanda Marco fight where she was, like, trying to get outside foot position and, like, running herself into the cage. Like, 
She was actually seeming well balanced, picking and prodding. But Souza would go for a late takedown. Um, every time she would throw a leg kick, Yoder's leg would go in the air. And like I said, Yoder always gets hit to that side, plus in that open stance matchup. And limited, limited as Lavinia is, she throws that right hand really hard and, you know, was, it was able to uh, sway the judges. So I don't know about the 30-27, but, I mean, MMA judging, you know. Congrats to uh, my dude. Uh, he actually gave me his real name, but he doesn't put it out there for reasons. So I'm just going to keep calling him Bill. I know his real name, so uh, I know he hopefully won't take offense to that. But <laughs> I'm glad I went through the did, did the analysis, and I'm glad the analysis hit because uh, your boy uh, showed me his betting slip. And uh, I ain't placing bets that big, so good on you, Bill. Fuck yeah. I'm happy for winners. I ain't hating, man. Uh, so that I felt good. I felt good. I, I couldn't win tonight, but I felt good helping others win. And if I can do that, cheers to y'all. Chris Dawkins defeated Parker Porter by TKO punches. Not much to say there. Um, Dawkins looks like he is, is actively trying to trim down. We'll see. Watch his progression. Kai Kamaka got a decision over Tony Kelly. I don't know if he, you know, that could have gone either way. I honestly... I wasn't watching close enough to score, but from when I was watching, I'm a big fan of body work, big fan of Hawaiians too, obviously, but obviously putting the bias aside, like, you know, I thought Tony Kelly was landing some more damaging shots in rounds, maybe two or three from what I saw, but uh, I'm not a good uh, person to ask about that fight. I was watching very casually and I enjoyed it though. A lot of good clench work, body work, timing, um, Stance switches, knees, uh, check hooks. Like, that won't be a bad one to go watch back. So, all right. Anything else from you guys? Otherwise, I'm going to start to get on out of here if you want to get any last-minute questions in the chat. Really appreciate you guys for joining me. Uh, like the video if you haven't already. Hit the subscribe button. I finally made it over the hump of, like, a measly 200 subscribers. Grateful for all of them, but, uh, you know, more wouldn't hurt. So, um, that's the best you can do. Those of you listening on the Protect Your Neck podcast on Apple Podcasts, awesome ratings and reviews. Thank you very much. Appreciate the five-star ratings and reviews. Those of you who also visit the host site, MixedMarshallAnalyst.com, use the Amazon, which we're all using a lot, sadly. We're on it. Click-throughs. Get a little percentage back at no cost to you. I've been watching you guys click through that, and I really appreciate that. When... Um, you give your boys, even though it's bad picks, but just to try to at least help with some analysis to help you help you all make some money uh, and keep this thing free. Uh, the little things from sharing, clicking, like, coming and hanging out, it really means the world. Really, honestly, thank you guys. You guys fucking rule. Going to get to the last questions before I get out of here. Uh, A-bomb, hell yeah. Manalete46, keep it up. You are a great analytical. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Um, Yep, I think that's about it. Thank you guys for, for stopping in. Um, appreciate you. Anyone could see the road that they walk on is clean.